Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk. Hello and welcome to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, we'll hear from Nokia about the repairability of their phones. And John Riley will guide us through the top games for the PSVR 2. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Twitter at JessKellyNT. But we're going to start this week with Nokia because since the brand was acquired by HMD Global, the phones have been coming out thick and fast. They cater to pretty much every budget and the innovation has continued too. Lisa Higgins is the head of marketing for HMD Global and she joins me now. Uh, Lisa, it's been a while. It's great to talk to you again. Uh, Can you just bring us up to speed with where Nokia is at? Yeah, you're right. Um, It has been a while and so much has happened in our industry over the last five or six years that I have worked with HMD, the home of Nokia phones. We've been on a journey and we very much continue to lean into our heritage of bringing devices to the market that are durable and reliable and trustworthy. We've added extra layers to that. The extra layers, um, the most recent one is sustainability. So in September last year, we introduced um, our two devices, which were made from recycled materials. And most recently at Mobile World Congress, we added another layer to that, where now we're empowering people to repair the devices themselves. So again, this allows people to keep their handsets for longer, but of course also offers them, I suppose it's a slight nod to the affordability piece, which is something that we're very proud of, that we don't compromise in specs, but we do offer people um, a very well-rounded product, which is affordable, durable, reliable, and now we have sustainable. Yeah, I think the sustainability aspect is fascinating because over the last number of years, we've seen so many brands go from the tokenistic tip of the cap to environmental efforts to now huge strides. And to me, this is one of the biggest in terms of enabling and empowering and informing people as to how they can repair their devices. Very often, you know, obviously the money side of things is a key factor, But there's a whole host of people who just love a device and don't want to move to another one because the phone that they have does the job absolutely fine for them. Uh, From a a design point of view and also, um, I suppose, a practical point of view, how did you guys go about creating this line that is repairable by the consumer? And what were the different steps that went into ensuring that we have the products that we have today? Yeah, it's a very good question. And it's... In actual fact, when we look at the G22, this project has been ongoing for a while because it's not something that many other vendors do. In fact, there is probably only one, but not at this price point. It's not easy to take the back cover off a phone or anymore in comparison to the was 15 years ago because people have an expectation as to regards what their phone would deliver. One of them is battery life. And as people want two or three day battery lives, which we offer our users, that means that you can compromise on the actual um, the size of the battery. So it's not as easy to just pop off the back cover. And that took us a bit of a time and a bit of a journey to, um, to build into the proposition. And then we also recognize that this right to repair movement 
is we're relatively only picking up some pace now across Europe. And it's, I suppose, the early, uh, the early adopters who are very interested in this right to prepare movement. But we do expect in 24, 36 months that this will be kind of start to become the norm, especially with the European legislation that's happening. I think of um, other markets in Europe France, for example, they're very much on this repairability journey and are a few steps ahead of Ireland. But I look forward to what's how it's going to play out. So we don't as a as a result, because repairability is only one piece of our value proposition, it meant that we had to get, let's say, the design language right, the battery life right, and um, the camera right. So let's say for the Nokia G22, which we just launched at Mobile World Congress, this is the handset that comes in at 199179. Then it is it has this dual tone glass back. So it has this premium, nice finish to it. So from a design perspective, it looks great. Then it has three days of battery life. We know that battery life is the number one key purchase driver for consumers worldwide. So we couldn't compromise on that. The second thing, it has a 50 megapixel camera. So again, camera is super important with selfies, Instagram, social platforms, etc. And then of course we have our three years of warranty. So that empowers people to keep their devices for longer and the repairability piece on top of that. And one important piece with the repairability journey that we're on, when customers repair their device at home, when they're watching Coronation Street, they uh, just, you know, it is that kind of a, a kind of, it is something that you can tip away with while doing something else. Um, you don't, your, your warranty is still 100% valid. It is part of the journey. We didn't want anyone's warranty to be compromised. Um, when they're repairing at home. So we're working with a partner called iFixit. They're a global repair community. They don't repair phones, but they support, I suppose, the reduction of e-waste, which is something that's really important to us. Yeah, and I, I was so excited. I, I was like a kid on Christmas morning the other day when the G22 landed on my desk and it had one of the iFixit kits. And normally when a review model comes in, I wrap it in bubble wrap and I don't let anything happen to it. Whereas in this case, I took out the little toolkit. I went on to the iFixit website. I put in the model of the phone and there, there was a step-by-step guide on how to, you know, change the back of the phone, take the battery out. All of it, I think there was five steps max and there was a tool for each step in this little toolkit. And it's incredibly refreshing to be able to take that control back as a consumer uh, because for such a long time, particularly some of the big brands were saying, not only can you, the consumer, not fix your device or try to fix your device, but certain specialists can't. It has to be an approved specialist to do it which obviously makes it more expensive and more difficult for the average consumer to do. What's the confidence level within the Nokia brand of phones that consumers will be able to follow those steps and you're not going to have a bout of people going, "Eh, I tried to do it and I've made it worse or something like that? Yeah, well, so far it's been so it's been very well received. We had a stand at Mobile World Congress, and that it was constantly full because people were intrigued and were pulling out their phones and taking video recordings. And then we had TV cameras coming over, and we got loads of broadcast coverage across the globe. And like yourself, we've given the product to many media houses and journalists across the global footprint. So the YouTube is a wash now of. Um, uh, men and women repairing the G22. Some take three, some people take three and a half minutes, some people take six, some people take 10. It depends on your dexterity. Um, But so far, so good. Everybody has been able to put the back cover on, 
press the power off button and see if it turns on. And yes, I did it. It's a great achievement. So and the iFixit step by step guide, you know, it, the, the copy and the images, you know, it is quite simple. Yeah. And we probably will add one of the learnings that we have is we probably will do videos next to. So we're working on that in the next couple of weeks just to add that extra layer. I know for myself, I like to watch YouTube videos and how to do things. Yeah. And it's good to be able to go back just to give people that extra level of confidence. But so far, so good. Um, it's all been positive. And um, I think people are welcoming their opportunity to be empowered to do it at home. And you do save 30 to 40 percent because we looked at, I suppose, how much it costs to get your screen replaced. And that's the biggest pain point for people. Yeah. They buy this new phone week three and it falls and the screen cracks. That is so heartbreaking. And we've all been there and been able to change the screen at home. The battery, we, we really genuinely don't think that the battery will be an issue. But if people want to change the battery, we're empowering them to do it. And, you know, some cynics might say, why is this being done, particularly for the devices that are at a more affordable price point? Because surely you guys want people to be buying a new phone every 18 months. Like, how do you explain the incentive from the business's point of view to enable customers to get longer from their from their devices? Well, we do a lot of research and we've leaned into some recent research and we can see that people, what you mentioned at the top of the call, want to keep their phones for longer because it is a bit of a headache when you have to move, regardless if you're going from Android to Android. You know, you're used, you're familiar to the ecosystem and how you navigate your phone. So that's one thing. Plus, people want to keep phones out of e-waste. So, you know, that that for us is very important. And our vision as a company is to connect the world without costing the earth. So if we can empower people to keep their phones for longer via warranty, OS upgrades, security updates, being able to repair their phones at home and by providing, I suppose, durable and hardware and quality um, hardware, then you, I suppose that's our job done. And it means from an experience point of view, we're standing over everything that we stand for. Very much, again, leaning back into the Nokia heritage. And do you remember the 3310 that you had and you rolled over, your dad rolled over in the car and it's still powered on afterwards. So we still kind of want to offer that. And it's just mm. the modern era of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's great. A lot of parents, uh, you know, text into the Pat Kenny show every Tuesday saying, you know, I want to get my child a phone, but I don't want to spend a huge amount of money on it. And uh, obviously the, the Nokia devices, because there is something there for pretty much every price point are always a, a solid go to. But in my head, I think, you know, having these repairable phones will enable parents to buy themselves a device. And then when they when it comes to the end of life of their span with that phone, they could either replace the screen or change out the battery or enhance the camera, whatever it is, and then pass it on. So we're no longer having to rely on the companies that refurbish phones to do that heavy lifting for us. We can kind of be more eco-wise and also smarter with our money within our own homes as well. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, as well as parents, we also... Um, to our surprise, have a have a lot of interest from small to medium enterprises and businesses. Mm. You know, we all have had issues with our laptop and you have to go to the IT guy and you wait for him to do something with it. But if, if a small company with 50 people rolls out a fleet of handsets and they have the toolkit and are able to have order a few spare parts, that will save them money in the long run as well. And of course, there's many benefits to that. 
uh, is the intention that over time the entire suite of phones will have this repairability aspect to it? As I said, we're on a journey and this was a very big milestone for us to be able to bring products to the market at this price point that are repairable. So we definitely, we're continuing on this journey and how we can remain committed to it. So I suppose what I can say at this point is watch this space. Um, it's, it's, um, it's something that we're very proud of and it's been very well received. So it's about building on that now. Another thing that crops up sometimes when it comes to uh, devices as they age is the availability of parts. So if somebody buys the G22 today, for example, and then three years down the line, they need to get the screen replaced. What's going to be the availability of the parts and the ability to get them in a quick enough fashion so that you're not going to be a month without a phone or whatever it might be? Yes, so we have committed to five years. So um, again, I, I suppose we have to put that level of confidence in the in in the product, but also to assure the customer that they won't be left high and dry, like you said. So they'll be able to order parts for five years from iFix. Yeah. And um, there's been a lot of change in the mobile landscape over the last little while. We've seen uh, brands that were, you know, on the course to be the big guy in town fall off a little bit. We've seen some innovative design changes and so on. The the Nokia proposition, has that evolved over time? And what is the key message? Do you have one type of demographic that you are saying that is our customer or is it about trying to cater to everybody to the best of, of, of the business's ability? Well, I suppose for the last few minutes, we've spoken about very much the device proposition and the sustainability piece from that point of view. But another announcement that we did make at Mobile World Congress is the fact that we're on a journey to bring Nokia smartphone 5G manufacturing to Europe. So that's um, we're one of the we're the first major smartphone European brand to do so. We are one of the only major smartphone brands from Europe. We're very proud of our European heritage. For us, we believe that we're just building on our proposition. All of our users' data is stored and processed already in Finland. So what we're going to do is we're going to assemble our smartphones um, from June, July time in Europe. That is a massive project for us. The numbers will be small at the start. Um, we're doing it for, um, I suppose, special customers and partners. On the, it, the the whole concept came about from requests from uh, partners. So we've started to that project and we've identified where we're going to do it. And we start in June and July. But the long term ambition will that it will become uh, a proposition we can offer consumers a truly European smartphone um, assembled and um, in assembled in Europe with all of the software and um, uh, I suppose users information being stored in Europe as well. So mm. that is a very important um, differentiation for, for us at the moment. Yeah, and it's such. It is something that's that's front of people's mind. I I remember being at Mobile World Congress and speaking to some of your colleagues from HMD Global at the time, and there was a huge emphasis on the close relationship with Android and the security updates and all of that sort of stuff. And I feel like it's only in the last twelve months or so that the consumers are waking up to the importance of that because we never really had to. I suppose we kind of just were like, we trust these guys, we trust the companies. I'm sure everything is grand. But as more issues come to light and as more questions are being asked, I think you know Joe Soap on Grafton Street will actually care about the security of their device and the software and so on. 
so that's something that you guys have been championing for quite a while, but it sounds like you're going to continue to do so. Yes, um, um, as I said, we've a lot of partners that have a desire to be able to offer their consumers and users and customers this level of experience um, and security. So, and, and as I said, there's not many um, that can offer it. And luckily enough, we're agile enough and we have the appetite to be able to um, build this proposition. And um, it's, it's a, it's, we're on a journey and it definitely will evolve. So we, I suppose we made our first announcement on that in Mobile World Congress. And in the next couple of months, we'll share the, the first smartphone that will be, um, um, I suppose, um, assembled in, in Europe. I'm using my words, you know, developed, assembled, you know, so just yeah. make sure I have the right word, assembled is the right word, yeah. Okay, brilliant stuff. Well, look, it is always exciting to see uh, what comes out of HMD Global and with the Nokia phones. Uh, we will have a review of that Nokia G22 on Tuesday's Pat Kenny show, so do tune in for that. Uh, but for the moment, Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you, Jess. Good to see you. Bye-bye. Now, in just a few minutes' time, John Riley is going to be here to guide us through the top games for the PSVR 2. But before we do, I want to let you know that we have a new product available if you have an Amazon Echo device in your home. So if you call anything in your house aside from a person, Alexa, this is for you. You can now avail of our new 90 second flash briefing. It's a bespoke news bulletin that's updated throughout the day. So if you want to get up to speed with what's going on in the world in less than two minutes, just say Alexa, open news 90 flash briefing and there you have it it couldn't be easier now as i mentioned john riley is on the way with the top games for the psvr2